Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of NT MMA Radio. This is your host, Tyson Roush. You can follow this show on our website, ncmmaradio.com, also on social media, ncmma underscore radio. In this episode, we have a very special guest. It's actually the owner of ncmma and a former UFC fighter. It's Nick Catone. So, Nick, this is Tyson. How you doing, man? Good, man. So, Nick, the first, the first question for you is, how is retirement? Because every time I see you, you're either training or rolling with somebody. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's nice to be able to pick my spots and uh, not have to uh, beat myself up every day, you know. But uh, no, I still enjoy uh, training with the students and uh, you know some of the guys that are coming in. Um, you know, like Corey Anderson, Paul Felder. A lot of the guys have been working with them, uh, you know, for their fights. Even some of the, you know Marlon Moraes doing some some wrestling and stuff with him. But uh, you know, it's it's nice to uh, to be able to train and uh, you know. Like I said, pick pick your spots rather than have to train every day. And you know, when when you got a fight coming up, it's a little, it's a little different. You're a little forced to it. So it's I, I enjoy it now. Uh, you know, the coaching aspect, and uh, you know, I'm just uh, you know, I take it one day at a time. If I need a couple of days to rest, I take them take a couple of rest days. Yeah, no doubt. And you mentioned Paul Felder, who has a huge fight coming up this weekend against Josh Berkman, uh, UFC Fight Night 88. What has it been like working with Paul? He's a you know he's a, he's a strong guy, very physical, and he, he he definitely pushes the pace. So what has it been like working with Paul Felder? Yes, and Paul Paul's uh, very talented. You know he's he's got all the tools, man, and uh, to to you know be a champion one day, you know. And uh, I'm just uh, you know helping him out, just uh, we're tweaking a little bit things, you know, little things for this fight coming up. Um, you know, with Berkman, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, if we stick to the game plan and, uh, you know, bring it to uh, Berkman, you know, I think uh, it's going to be, a, a you know, a, a rough night for, for Josh. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we watched the sparring sessions at NCMA, and it's like, it's like a pay-per-view. It's so impressive with all the talent. How hard is it to manage, like, all the fighters in terms of just – you know, like the sparring gets a little heated sometimes. Or like that. How hard is it just to manage that and try to keep them focused on like technique and just getting good work in? Yeah, you know, it's there's there's so many top guys in here. Everybody's competitive, and uh, you know, and, and everybody gets heated a little bit, and everybody wants to one up the other guy, you know. But 
but in the end, everybody's here to help each other out, you know, and, uh, you know, it's good to see, you know, after, you know, if it were Edson and uh, Paul going at it, I mean, you know, at times they, you know, they go at it pretty, pretty hard, but right after, you know, they're giving each other tips and, uh, you know, trying to uh, help each other out and, you know, but that's, that's what, uh, that's what it's about. You know, even when I was in the, in the wrestling room, division one wrestling room, that's, that's how practice was, man. Every, every day was a battle and a war, you know, but afterwards, you know, we can, uh, laugh about it, go hang out and, you know, um, grab a beer or whatever it was, you know? So, uh, you know, but you need that, you need that competitive edge inside the gym too, because I think it keeps you on your toes. You know, I definitely agree with that. And, but one thing at NCMMA is, like you said, there's so much top talent there and things like that. Can, is it like a true training environment for them and the young students? Do you see a lot of like interactions where everybody's kind of learning from each other? Yeah, well, I think you see, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of young guys, up-and-coming guys in the gym, too. Just just watching those guys, I think, uh, you know, you sit there and, and you know, you're going to learn just watching, you know, just the way they train, the way they approach things, um, you know, so... It's, uh, you know, not everybody, you know, at, at my gym, you know, wants to be a fighter. You know, a lot of people like to come in and just go to a great workout or be around those type of guys and, you know, or be, be taught by those guys, um, you know, but it's definitely beneficial for my young guys um, that are that are coming up and, uh, you know, they, they got all these guys coming into their uh, their gym and, and uh, you know, they got a 30-foot octagon to train in and, you know they got everything they need here to uh, to succeed. You know, with the, the coaches, the, the training facility, the training partners. You know, they pretty much just got to show up, and and you know they'll get better. It's a lot of a lot of the stuff I wish I had when I was in the game. You know, I uh, you know I started training in the garage, and uh, you know now these guys got a like a little MMA playground here. You know, so um, I was running around trying to find training partners. I never got to train in the cage. You know, the only time I was in the cage was pretty much on fight nights, you know? So these guys definitely have an advantage. These young guys coming, coming up. Yeah, no, your facility is amazing. And like you said, you had the box ring, you have the cage, you have a ton of mat space, you got heavy bags, you have it all. So one thing I find just amazing is with all these fighters that they all train together. They also take time to help students, things like that. It's like a very, like you said, they'll bang it out in the cage, and they all sit around and they talk about it and they try to help each other. Is that something you like to foster with your team, like that camaraderie and the, that true, like, teamwork and, like, teammates? Yeah, you know what? I was always, like, you know, lead by example. I was never a real big, you know, loud guy. Like, even when in wrestling, I was captain, you know. And I think you see guys like Frankie Edgar and, and guys like that, too, that are quiet, and they just kind of – they get in here and they do their thing and they train hard. And I think that just, that goes a long way, you know, um, you know, as, as, and you get your top guys and your leaders doing that, everybody else is going to follow suit. You know what I mean? So I think, uh, you know, you got, you got good leaders in the, in the, uh, in the gym, you got uh, great coaches like Mark Henry and, you know, Ricardo Almeida and all these guys, same thing, you know, they're, they're all great guys and, and everybody that's training under them, you know, they're all going to follow suit and, and it just kind of, stays that team unity when you got good people at the top. Yeah, and the one thing is, you know, we interview a lot of your younger fighters like Ricky Bendejas and, you know, just like today, Justin Borowski and Paul Capaldo and all these guys, Kyle Werhan, they all talk about your work ethic and your drive and how you push them and how much they appreciate it. Is that something you take pride in where it's just like my fighters are always going to be in shape, they're going to be focused and be well-trained? Yeah, you know what? I mean, if you're not in shape, 
you know, I don't care who you are. I mean, it's you're going to have a rough night. You know, you may not be as skilled as the other guy or talented, but if you come in, you're in shape and you're ready to go, you're going to be in that fight, you know. And, and that was just one of the things that was always engraved to me as, you know, coming up to high school and college or wrestling. I, you know, I always trained hard and did the extra mile. And, you know, I, I was uh, able to compete at the highest levels in, in college, Division One, and, you know, in the UFC and MMA. And, uh, you know, I just try to pass the torch on to these young guys, man, just kind of show them the way. And, you know, they don't have to, uh, you know, uh, find out the hard way, you know, or, um, you know, maybe uh, take a couple losses to to realize um, what they're supposed to be doing. You know, I, I've, you know, like I said, I've, I've been there. So it's nice to be able to, to you know, just teach these guys and, and train them right off the get-go, the right way to, to go about it. And, uh you know, most of them, you know, they get in here and they, they bust their butts and it's paying off for a lot of them. And, uh, you know, they, they're doing very well. Yeah, they are. They are doing very well. You can see just in the results alone. And everyone that I've talked to all said the same thing. Like, Nick stays honest, man. They, and they all appreciate it. They love you for it because it's just like they're getting the results they want. Um, I guess this question I have for you is, you know, even with Paul Felder, the, the sport of the UFC is just, or MMA actually, is evolving so quickly. How do you keep up with it all in terms of, like, all, like, the new – striking tips or all this new just takedowns all that how do you keep up with all that yeah you know what i mean the, the game's always evolving you know what i mean so you gotta i mean you gotta be always willing to learn and pick up stuff you know wherever you go you can learn anything you know just as, as same thing deal with wrestling you know it's you see great coaches always learning from other guys picking up more little little things and and the more that you can put in your arsenal and you know, if it's me as a coach and pass that off to these younger guys or, you know, um, you know, maybe guys like Paul, maybe, uh, you know, I, I've seen some things that, you know, that he hasn't seen before. And I pick up stuff from him or Edson. And, you know, that's that's where I think is uh, having a great team. There's so many great guys in the room and around here with coaches and, and, you know, elite top guys that, you know, everybody's kind of branching off of each other and picking each other's brains and, you know, adding little things into their little game and, you know, it just, you know, everybody's making their own little styles up, but, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, coming out and uh, putting on great performances and the team's been doing very well lately. Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, it's just like you said, the results, you have so many title fights coming up for a lot of guys, like, you know, Marlon's defending his belt, Frank Yeager's getting a shot, Eddie Alvarez. How much does film study play in all this? Like, do you... Do you watch a lot of film, like when you're helping Paul out? This, do you study a lot of film and, and things like that to help prepare for Josh Berkman? Yeah, you know what? I mean, as a fighter, I didn't like to watch a lot of film because I, I always felt like I got caught up kind of worrying about what they were going to do. And, uh, you know, it's funny. The first time I talked to Paul about that, too, he said the same thing to me. I said, that's exactly what I said when I was fighting. So now, you know, I'm on the other side of the fence as a coach. You know, yeah, I, you know, I studied a lot of, a lot of film. And, you know, it's, I think that's definitely a big part of uh, part of the game. And, you know, even watching uh, these guys, their, their own sparring in here, you know, Mark Henry's huge on that, you know, and uh, filming the guys and then going and, and, dissecting it and uh you know and see, seeing what guys need to work on or you know or what what's working for them and you know and uh yeah i definitely think that uh you know film is a big part of the game nowadays yeah it definitely seems like that and you're right every time you see the guy sparring there's always somebody filming it um you know another guy we mentioned earlier was Corey anderson who you know he, he's an instructor at ncmma a great boxing coach and 
he had a you know, big fight against Shogun that didn't go his way based on who you believe. I mean, the result wasn't his, but everybody that you asked kind of seemed like he won, you know, two rounds to one. What were your thoughts on that fight? Yeah, the, I, you know, I thought he was winning the first round till, uh, you know, till he got caught right at the end there. I can kind of see how that swayed maybe to uh, Shogun. The second round, you know, it was close, but I thought I thought Corey kind of controlled that round, you know, and and it was kind of, you know, he threw a kick, and I think it looked worse than it was at the end there, but I think he still kind of controlled it, had a couple takedowns, you know, so I, I definitely gave him, you know, the second and the third, but, you know, it's, you know, I, anytime you leave it to the judges, man, you never know, you know, I had a I had a tough uh, tough fight like that in, on the West Coast in Portland with, with Munoz, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of people said that, you know, they think it went my way, but, uh, you know, that's what happens, you know, and, and anytime you go down to hostile territory in Brazil and that's his home country. And, uh, you know, a lot of times the judges are going to be swayed a little bit leaning that way, you know, and it's, I think that's kind of the case here. And, you know, Corey's a young kid, man. He's, he's up and coming. He's hungry. He works hard. There ain't too many guys around working harder than him and, uh, he'll bounce back and he's only going to grow from that. And, uh, you know, I think the best to come is, is still, uh, you know, we're going to see for uh, for Corey in the future. Yeah, no doubt. He definitely has work ethic and the drive. Now, are you surprised by, you know, all the politics now in the UFC? It seemed like when the UFC first started and, like, the sport's hard to grow, it was, you know, everybody's like about, you know, the good fighters are getting the big fights. They, they're kind of earned their way, like, all the rankings, all this stuff. And now it seems like it's all about money fights and names and guys like Frankie Edgar kind of getting – screwed around a little bit and all these things are getting kind of weird and is that kind of surprising you have this all working out now yeah you know i think uh you know i mean years ago i mean when i first got in it was the brock lesnar and you know i mean but the guy trained and got in there and you know he he did his thing for a little bit and then you kind of see the kimbo slice and you know then you got the cm punk stuff i mean it that stuff as, you know, a mixed martial artist, a guy that's put the time in the gym and training and, you know, put all that hard work in and then kind of see stuff like that. It kind of, you know, you kind of look at it in a different way. It's just, uh, you know, these guys getting, you know, a bone thrown to them just because uh, wherever he was a professional wrestler, you know, just because it's going to be, uh, you know, ticket sales and uh, people are going to order it, you know, and, I guess, uh, you know, money talks, and, and I think that's a lot with uh, McGregor. You know, it sounds like he's kind of running the show right now, and uh, it's uh, unfair for guys like Frankie. You know, again, he's a guy that shows up in the gym, busts his butt every day, a quiet guy, and, you know, the guys that run their mouths and all that stuff are the guys that get the big fights, you know. And, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, like I said, man, it's the guys that are uh, quiet and, and putting the hard work in sometimes are the guys that miss out. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I'm hoping, uh, you know, they kind of, uh, you know, see this whole McGregor train that they started and created a monster. Maybe that they'll, uh, you know, see where things are going and, and have to put a uh, put an end to some of this stuff, you know. Yeah, it is. it's really unfortunate because now you're seeing guys that usually don't talk much. They're actually forced to do some trash talking to try to generate some hype, and it's just, doesn't seem natural. It seems forced, and it's just not really the way it should be, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah. As a coach, you know, and as a very successful fighter, what are some of your tips for young fighters? I mean, it seems like, you know, you learned a lot. You're, you're, you're a phenomenal coach inside the, the school. What are some of your tips for young fighters? Well, I think, 
you know, when when guys come in, everybody wants to spar, everybody wants to, uh, you know, fight, and you know, the, nobody wants to, you know, put the time or maybe not, not that they want to put the time in, they don't realize what goes into it, you know. And, and I tell a lot of guys when they come in, man, it's it's not something that you can just flip a switch and all of a sudden, yeah, I'm going to jump in a cage. It, it takes a lot of training and and dedication, and and uh, you know, and a lot of the younger guys that I have. You know, they all came in, and and I told them the same thing. I said, listen, you got your own classes. You know, you start training. You put your time in. You know, the guys that stuck around and listened to me, they're all doing very well. There's a lot of guys that came in and, you know, you know uh, those answers, uh, you know, of when they can spar and all that stuff and that wanted to jump right into it. You know, some of those guys had left. And, uh, you know, but the guys that, that do uh, stick it out, I think, uh, you know, you, you just got to take it one day at a time and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, not a lot of times coming in and trying to do everything off the get-go is, you know, always a great idea. You know, um, you know, some guys that come in with a little different background, maybe guys have a, a wrestling background or, uh, you know, maybe they have a karate or stand-up background coming in. You know, it's a little different. But, you know, I think just stick stick with one or two things and then uh, grow from that, you know, and, and just uh, get in the gym, put the time in, you know, and, and – don't expect uh, anything to be given to you. You know, you got to earn it. And, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much uh, how I went about it was got my butt in the gym all those years of wrestling and just uh, kind of snowballed from there. I got into jiu-jitsu and then, you know, stuck with that. And uh, it's all led to what I what I have here today with the gym. Yeah, and your gym is just, like I said, it's amazing. It's just, it's a great facility and it's just a training environment is awesome. So I guess my last question for you is that it's, What's it like being a gym owner? That's I know you're there all the time, but what's it like for you? Is it hectic? Is it? Do you have any time to actually enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's been a pretty uh, pretty fun ride. You know, I opened up uh, a little less than six years ago, and you know, a little gym, and it's you know, this is our uh, pretty much our third third location in almost six years. So it, it's been growing, you know, but I'm I'm always trying to you know, improve and, and, and do bigger and better. And, you know, I, I think, uh, I think that's what, what, uh, my students and stuff, you know, love about the gym is I'm always trying to, uh, make things better for everybody and, and, uh, try to make a better training facility or, you know, bring in more, uh, instructors and top guys and, you know, just try to keep things fresh, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, sometimes I say, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe just take a break for a little while, but, you know, the wheels are always spinning upstairs, and, uh, you know, I think uh, even better things are to come with the gym, and I got some more plans, you know, down the road, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see in a, in a couple of years where we're at. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's exciting times, man. Like I said, you know, as students, we go in there, and it's just training is always awesome, the environment's great, and then you have, you know, the likes of Paul Felder and Corey Anderson, and then you have – even Marlon Moraes and Edson teaching classes. It's, it's just, from like a student or even a fan of MMA, it's just an amazing experience. Um, so, Nick, well, first of all, thank you for your time tonight, and thank you for letting me do this podcast. We're having a blast talking to all these fighters, a lot of your young fighters and all the USC guys. Um, and the last thing is, what's your prediction for this fight? Paul Felder, Josh Berkman, you know, it's, it's a great fight for USC Fight Night 88. So what are your, what are your what's your prediction? I think uh... – I think Paul's going to either stop him at the end of the second or early in the third. You know, I just think uh, he's going to be a little, a little too much. Um, 
you know, guy's guy's cardio is insane, and uh, he's a dangerous guy if you're going to sit there and stand with him, you know. So I think just his pressure and and pace of the fight, I think he's just going to wear on him, and uh, you know, I think eventually we'll we'll slow him down, we'll catch him. Yeah, well, we're definitely looking forward to it, man. So have a safe flight out there, and uh, good luck Sunday night. Yeah, man. Thanks, Tyson. Right, thank you, Nick. I'll see you. All right, everybody. Well, that was Nick Catone, the owner of NCMA, where we all train at and where all these fighters train at. And uh, also a former UFC fighter, a very good fighter, who fought some very, very talented guys throughout his career. So we want to thank Nick for his time. We want to thank you for listening, and please tune in again next time. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.